so do you not edit these or are you this is cool i haven't really edited i like to kind of keep it in its full format unless there was some major like fuck up but or there was something you didn't want people to hear <laughs> um, i'm like i won't have any alcohol before this because i was like i'm nervous you know i, I yeah. guess you don't get nervous but i get a little nervous i mean i'm like new ish to this format i mean i did it live like in the past, but this is different but i'm on zoom a lot for teaching and stuff and yeah, yeah. <laughs> where what is this room you're in? Oh, it's actually, it's the master bedroom. It's, it has a nice view. So I'm in my mother's room. And, and, how, and you're in South Carolina, is that right? Yeah, we're like five minutes from the border. We're on the border, but. South of the border, do you ever go there? <laughs> that isn't like, like Chipotle or no is that a chain of like Mexico it's like a crazy um like I don't know what you call it. it's like a rest stop that has all this little junk you can buy and oh that sounds cool yeah I feel like you would love it it's like all like it's called south of the border and it's all like bumper stickers and they have crazy like um billboards for it like miles like as you're heading near it, it's like you never sausage a place and it has a giant sausage on the sign and stuff like that. Like it's, <laughs> like they have one, they have a like whole like kind of village of different stores. Like one's called like the dirty old man store or something. Like I feel like it's you might, porno, like <laughs> it's not even porno, it's just like weird junk. Like I feel like you might get new materials there or something. Is there only one? Is it like, yeah, it's like it's like a it's like oh. a, um you know it no no but I I thought it like when you said it I thought it was like a food chain that's why I was no I think you could probably get food there but it's just like a tourist trap kind of thing when you're heading yeah. to the south. Like, but it's, it's probably it's, more west. I'm assuming it sounds. Oh maybe yeah it's like what on whatever the major highway is when you're heading south from the east coast. Oh, I-85, 80, I don't know. I just go on that road. Yeah, yeah. I don't know either, but I've, I've been there and it's fun. It's a fun stop if you're diving. Oh man, I would, yeah, I would have seen this, I feel. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, okay, bucket list. <laughs> that's not. <laughs> yeah, so like, I feel like, um, I don't know where to start, but maybe just, like, I feel like it seems like South Carolina has been a place you get a lot of materials. Is that true? More than New York? Like, it feels like. Oh, yeah, I think it used to be for sure. Um, because it was such a like anomaly down the weird S-H-I-T. Can I swear on this? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the weird stuff that they have down here was just like, you know, but then I was, you know, as I grew up. I was like, this is just, you know, I'm just getting it because it's different or shocking to Northerners or I don't really like, you know, like shot glass collections or, you know, just stuff like that. And they have weird ass shit down here. So it was a good place to get that. But it's not like I'm pro. I mean, not that there's... <laughs> The South has to divide, you know, like the highly intelligent people that might not make it to Florida and retire here. And then there's the backwoods rednecks and that you might see it. The, yeah, not wearing masks out and about, like mm -hmm. in front and behind you at the gas stations. <laughs> and uh, um, so, yeah, there's a divide for sure of belief systems so right. yeah I like the south though I mean I've never lived there but I think it's charming like I like I felt I felt like in the past when I visited there it had more of a sense of like local culture or something or at least I like the food there <laughs> like grits I love grits I love like fried chicken and like okra and stuff like that <laughs> They 
fried green tomatoes down the street. I love that. Do you like that? I like that one out of all the ones we just listed. <laughs> yeah, I love those. But I feel like, yeah, you really, I mean, I guess you could get it somewhere here, but it seems more popular in the South. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, I'm from Long Island. So I guess I was, I'd come and visit and I'd be like, I have to like exploit it somehow. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I mean, it's beautiful. It's beautiful down here. And yeah, that's what I love. And, um, but yeah. Do you feel like your work changes when you're working in the South versus working in New York? Yeah, I feel like it's more crunchy. Like, that makes no sense. But I, I feel like when I come down here, it feels like I never fully woke up the entire day. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it feels like. and Because you don't have to do anything, kind of? like Yeah, that or just the, like the red clay, the people mm-hmm. kind of out in their pajamas out at the store. You know, it's just like you don't really have to be fully awake or It's like a different pace of life. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, I feel like that transfers to the work slightly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I noticed just from some things you were posting, there was like, um, like portraits of tales, like a, maybe a little more like image based rather than like, like, I feel like I think of your work as being like very collagey and having a lot of text, but I was noticing you're posting these images that were a little more like, like having a central image rather than an all over kind of composition. Does that make sense at all? Yeah, um, I was just thinking today. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but like this back talk that everybody has, just self doubt. Let's right. call it. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm so stupid. I'm like painting my dog over. I mean, I've only made three watercolors <laughs> of I him. So I think they're so sweet. <laughs> Queenie, yeah. but I think animals have a lot of potential. Anyway, go ahead though. Go ahead. Well, yeah. First of all, I was like, oh my god, I have like no subject matter. That's interesting here. Well, there's subject matter interesting like anywhere you go. I mean, you just gotta tap into it. But you know, when things are slower paced, you're kind of and you're inside a lot. I mean, I go outside, but, <laughs> um, and but it's about like capturing his essence, you know, uh, and it, I really do like, when I first moved down here, like, okay, it was a a little over a month ago. (laughs) I just wanted to do some oil paintings kind of in my older style or in my style that I make oil paintings, but, and then um, I did not want to do watercolors and then I just switched, but I didn't want to do the all over. I made these collages also for something. And then I was like, you know, no more collages. I'm just, I guess I jump around. And yeah, I- you jump around, but like, I feel like there's a real consistency. All Like, I feel like I can tell your work when I see it. Do you feel like, you feel like, um, you were, I feel like I actually worry about that myself, but do you feel like you, I don't think you need to. And I feel, I feel it's hard to know when you're in it. Right. To yeah. I think it's back. like, yeah, it's hard to like, I feel like scattered sometimes, but then other people don't seem to see that. And I think the same could be said of your work. Like, I think you have a very clear, even though there's diversity and I think you have a very clear like vibe and agenda in a way. Tales. Um, <laughs> what's that? Tales. Tales is my Yeah. Well idea. it's very maybe something we share is that it's both like it feels like it's kind of like your diary. So it could um encompass all these different things, but it through the filter of your brain or your like inner dialogue or something. Yeah, and I think everybody has you know, a distinct, like, it's not a fingerprint, but a a hand, like a tick of the hand, you know, and mine slightly do shake. And I, I tried for so long to like quell that or even beyond, like, they make heart medication that might help that. But I was like, this is so stupid. Like, it's just, it's what makes the work, like, work, like, 
like more interesting if anything you know I don't think it takes away I'm not trying to highly render something here you know it's not totally did you ever listen to Maria Bamford's comedy no (laughs) you're the she's one of my favorites and like she um she has like a tremor from her medication and she like talks about like weakness is a brand or something like like she talks a lot about that in her comedy and stuff and wait weakness a weakness is the brand yeah Yeah. i was like that's the brand of the medication i was like (laughs) that's her brand of comedy oh yeah like i guess vulnerable like vulnerability um but yeah i used to be like trying not trying to be vulnerable with my subject matter, but more out there, uh, more confessional. Now I feel it's like way more, well, slightly more veiled. Yeah, I guess like, that. Yeah. Like, I feel like you start to say something about like um, your inner critic kind of, but um, and I feel like there's all these like voices in your work in a way of like text and stuff and I, wonder if you have any thoughts about like do you feel like you're giving voice to some of that inner critic in the work or just where does the text come from like different places or um it usually is like the takeaway from a conversation or used to be um from when i was dating um from you know break breakups or just different things that people piss me off ruminations to sum yeah, it up right and what whatever words would stand out in my head and how they got were arranged properly to make something cohesive like i i don't like writing things down because i forget them if that makes sense like once they're like they're on a piece of paper i just put it like and i lose it or i can't find where i put it so it's like constant like words just like bouncing around till it hits the right mark and so it's like a paraphrase of what's been going on in my head for like a week two months you know mm-hmm. yeah it really starts from like a I'm, I'm gonna start rambling uh it's going to it usually starts from like a negative place like mm-hmm. how say that about me and now I feel like shit blah 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 and then by the end of the painting it's like it's satirical so I'm laughing at the end it's like I become parody of myself almost or the whole situation becomes a parody it I guess it's therapeutic but I never actually wanted to admit that (laughs) that's cool so it you can you can have a little distance and have find some humor and something that might be more painful initially. Yeah. 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 That, I think that comes through. I like, I feel like that word you use ruminations is good. Like, I feel like that'd be a good title for a show actually. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. You can have it. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like it. I don't know something it feels like it reminds me of um I don't know like almost like an incantation or something like it feels it's just an interesting word I I was thinking like ruminations and delusions because sometimes I don't know which is what you know like heads from tails so Mm -hmm. um yeah I I don't like that word ruminate it just this doesn't sound like it like Mm -hmm. like the way it sounds Mm-hmm. I, I don't like the meaning but it makes sense the meaning makes sense <laughs> yeah it's almost like um I mean text is such a part of the work it's almost like poetic like it's almost like you're kind of writing in the paintings in a way like you have a real ear for like certain phrases and things yeah I and used to Oh, so I, I don't know. I used to read these weird books from, um, shoot, what is that? Not Staples, but um, it's my brother worked there. Uh, they, they sold these books by Forrest M. Mims III, and he would draw circuit boards and use mm-hmm. very concrete language. And I would make up like, oh, 
have issues with the word poetry because maybe I don't fully understand it or it's too lyrical or too, you know, uh, but I, but then I certain, and then when, when people use the words like concrete poetry, I don't like concrete poetry where it's like a paragraph, but it's made up uh, like words that make up like a, a robot figure. It, <laughs> I, using concrete poetry wrong. I think that's the right word. I'm not 100% sure, but yeah, I know what you mean. That thing when a poem's in like the shape of a boot because it's about boots or something. Yeah, that's not how I see it. I see it as more like like dry words. Like, I guess what I do, you know, like what just yeah words pieced together. Yeah. That... And I like double entendres, well, more a couple years ago than I do now, but I like those. Um, uh, I look up slang from the 50s through the you know 90s. That's fun to look up. Um, but usually it's more personal. Uh, mm -hmm. But I, I feel like I am getting away from it slightly. Yeah. Yeah, I don't feel like all your work contains it, but it feels like language is I don't know a big part of it um do you feel like do you usually like when you do use text do you have a text in mind to start a painting or does the text kind of just find its way in there once you started um well lately I always thought this was cheating to make like a, I make watercolors beforehand mm -hmm. and so I have I have the um yeah I have the text in mind and we'll make a watercolor but not with a painting in mind even though it always tends to turn into a painting but you can't think of it that way when you're making it or I can't um uh yeah so I usually have it like in place and that kind of takes a lot out of or yeah, me. Well, because you have to ruminate for a while first before you get to, you know, this summation of the words you're going to use. So it's like, yeah. kind of like ripping out, getting to the root. You once said like getting to the root, but in a different way, getting to the root of what's really bothering you. Um, mm. uh, yeah. Yeah. I felt that way a bit when I was making video because I would do voiceover a lot. So I felt like often it was harder to figure out what that part would be because it's really like defining it more in a way. Um, so it would, yeah, it would take me a while to like figure out what exactly was I going to say and not make it too cheesy or direct or something. <laughs> Indirect, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I feel like in my early 20s, that was way easier. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, I mean, I always tell people, they're like, why do you use text? I'm like, we think in words. What am I supposed to be doing here? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I didn't go to like. You're not um, an abstract artist. Yeah, no. Although you, although you do feel very like, I wouldn't say your work is super literal either. It feels very expansive and like there's text, but then it's not super like, it doesn't feel like the text explains what it's about or, you know, some. No. Yeah, it, it sometimes like starts as a hypothesis for the rest of the painting, even though it might not make sense at all to a third or yeah, to any other party than myself, but uh, yeah. Um, yeah. What's nice about it, like it feels very, even if you can read the text, it doesn't, like there's so much more to kind of explore. There's all this texture often or different imagery, like collage and drawn imagery or painted or whatever, like you, I feel like your paintings like hold a lot of different kinds of imagery in a way. Yeah, I mean, I think it should be a response to what is going on in the painting, what material you use. So, I mean, yeah, I think 
oh God, I don't want to speak for how I think all artists should be, but like you, you have to know your materials first, right? And then if they're archi- archival, like I worked for an archivist for a few years during grad school and people think I, I don't know. I've had people come up and be like, oh, you good. Yeah, good luck with that holding together. I'm like, I know what is archival and not archival. Step away, sir. Like, it's like. People um, are mansplaining to you about archival. (laughs) I don't care. I don't care about archival, to be honest, but I don't know. I feel like a lot of people don't these days, especially. Yeah, with this world, with this world. Oh my God, like uh, two days, here we go. Uh, okay, we're not gonna do politics though. Yeah, let's try not to, I'm too nervous about it. It was, um, um, yeah. What's that? Oh, last year I was, it was on my birthday, but I'm not like saying my birthday and the election were equal. I'm just saying it kind of sucked. Wait, when's your, your birthday is really soon? Oh, wait, the sound is getting kind of weird. Um, It's on the 8th, yeah. Oh, on the 8th, okay. Yeah, I was just, I knew it was, I just remembered it was soon, but I didn't remember exactly. I know when yours is. <laughs> I know when it's too, because it's the same as your mom. <laughs> when your mom's is. Ooh, <laughs> down or something, I don't know. <laughs> um. Wait, so you're saying like you don't write things down or something, but I feel like a lot of your flashes seem like they have like little notes. Notes, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, even like grocery lists or some like notes that you wrote on the phone or something like that. Yeah. Oh, making lists is very calming, especially like if you're not the calmest person out there. Um uh yeah grocery lists are coming the types of sandwiches you like sodas uh I mean you know any any list in general that is uh, I like it vertical but if people want to be concrete poetry about this it could be any kind of shape um yeah or I take notes I tend to listen to podcasts when I paint which I used to find very difficult to like listen to spoken word and paint or draw but now I can I guess and so I'll just take notes mm-hmm. on the people they're talking about that I want to come back and look up or google mm-hmm. yeah but, that's interesting I like to listen to podcasts too because it feels like maybe like having friends in the studio while you're alone but um, I don't really take notes on them, but that's a good idea. Like, oh, but once you write it down, you'll forget it. <laughs> you have to look back for, like painting. Remember you told me about a podcast that was all like the like tawdry music people stories. Oh, disgraceland! I stopped yeah. listening to it. That guy is annoying. Yeah, I know he was annoying. I didn't like his intro. <laughs> He be, he became like a salad cheese ball in like two episodes. But I like stuff you should know. I'm doing a plug here, and uh, the Daily. Uh, I listened to those and um, a female a female murder, female killer, female killers. <laughs> I think you. Like. I like. I remember liking that Eileen Warnos documentary a lot. Equal opportunity <laughs> serial killers. <laughs> Oh, serial killers. Yeah, that right. That, but they have weird sound effects on that. It's like, dun, dun. it sounds like Fan of the Opera, which I love. But I'm just saying it sounds like, never mind. I can't handle serial killers as much as I used. Like, I, I like true crime, but I get too, I feel like I'm too sensitive for it now or something. Uh, I desensitize myself and like eighth grader before so but I just started watching Hand That Rocks the Cradle last night it's not it's like suspenseful thriller I guess like kind of like basic instincts is what I'm guessing so far the movie or is there a show I've seen the movie I think yeah that's cool you feel like like I feel like um 
from what I know of your work, I feel like you often have different like figures like Eminem or Danny McBride. Like I know there's like different people that maybe you admire or like have some respect for or talked into. Um, right now I can only think of different men characters, but like, um, do you feel like watching movies leads into things or you're looking for something out of that or it's just like something you like that's nothing to do with your process? I guess that the one series of like the collage um, water-based on paper series of guys I want a blank and woman I want to be um, came out of that but other than that, I don't think sometimes somebody's like face is just interesting or I don't know. I, I, I yeah, I tend not to put celebrities so much. I went through that phase when I um, was in my mid twenties. I think a lot of people I, I feel go through that phase, like celebrity. Yeah. Um, like trying celebrities they like, or maybe they don't like that'd be more interesting probably. Um, but uh yeah anthony jeselnik i have not drawn him and i really like that big danny mcbride painting you were working on a couple years ago uh uh, oil i think so it was like very it had like lace or some kind of textured material on it i think you decided it was warped and maybe like (laughs) restretched it (laughs) i did restretch it that's why i just like put it aside yeah, I should stop caring if it's warped because I mean, like, me, like to me, like warping is like two centimeters. Oh, you're very stickler about warping. I don't know why, just that. It's like, uh, I mean, it, I don't like it either, but someone recently told me like so many paintings are warped and it's not a big deal. And that made me, yeah, yeah. no, that's what that's what's down, what's going down out there. <laughs> Um, but on this giant Danny McBride face, did you like print that out or did you find it somewhere? Oh, I think I know the one you're talking about. Did it have like a bracelet kind of looping around the top? Maybe. I don't know. Like when I, I remember seeing it in your studio and maybe it wasn't done, but it was like very kind of textured and open, but it had like maybe almost kind of life-size face of Danny McBride. <laughs> yeah, like very, um, more pastel-y than usual. Yeah, yeah um, no, I just looked, I printed out um, an image from the Foot Fist Way, his first movie. Mm-hmm. And then um, <laughs> it just, you know, I just drew it. I, I, I used to um, use graphite um, tracing or transfer paper. Oh, this is so cheating. And then um, I would take first get, I don't know the whole method I use. I would take first get like they would use in our architectures, use it. It's clear. It's like clear contact paper. And um, it was just the whole met like it was so like draining. I don't know. So working with like um, you know, transfers or or stencils, maybe, may, I guess maybe a stencil. I'm, I would never say no to that, I guess, but I have one in like 10 years at least. Um, yeah, seems like you're, you can like try a lot of, like your work seems to be able to try many different things within itself. I think there is, um, I feel like I always want to keep it open so that it could move on to the next thing. Not that, I mean, I never want to, I never want to um, find a style or create a style. That would be the death of it. Um, I think you just, you, you just have your own, like you were, we were saying in the beginning, just from the mark making or whatever, but it doesn't have to be like, like a series for the rest of my life. That would be so drab, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it feels, you can feel that I think in your work, it feels very like you're figuring it out as you go, especially like in those 
collages, like it sounds like you were saying in a way, like the whole point is not to have an agenda kind of to keep them just like exploratory and just like finding the next move or something like. Yeah, progression and an extension of itself, yeah. You, so when you, so let's go back to the classes a bit. Like those are really the starting point of things for you, right? Like the smaller watercolors. Um, yeah. I think, I don't know what they are, like 11 by, no, eight and a half by 11-ish, whatever. Um, I really like the ones with the spiral on the top, you know, not the ones that you just rip out because I love the perforations. Oh, you do? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Um, yeah. Oh, well, you can rip it and it's straight. Like it's. I, a, yeah, yeah. I like I like the ones with the spirals where it has like little marks. Yeah. What yeah. is it about? Like you want people to know it was like part of a notebook or part of this like collection in a way. I guess so, because yeah, as you said earlier, like a lot of my work is uh, biographical or. Mm -hmm. Um. I don't keep a diary but I guess a lot of my little notes like notes I jot down is my diary um but I just like the aesthetics of it too because I'll like tear off some pieces and it'll be part of the like yeah it'll just become part of it um mm -hmm. And just like, and like, I don't know exactly why, but it just feels more visceral and um, yeah. yeah, maybe less precious too, or something. Like, I don't know. Like, sometimes I feel like if you have like a clean, brand new sheet of paper, it's like, ooh, I'm making a drawing now, whereas it's more like, I'm just like doing something here. I don't even have a plan for it when it's like part of a notebook or something. Yeah, I mean, when you have like, yeah, exactly. When you have more pressure, thank you for articulating. Um, when you have more pressure going into something, it, it can crumb. I mean, for me, it can crumble. Um, I don't work well under deadlines. I, I mean, I can, I guess, but like, I don't like it. It's not fun. It's not. Some people are like, "Oh my God, yes, a deadline! Woo! I'm so excited." Um, what? What is this? I kind of feel like you don't need them too though because you're like always working like you go to your studio every day and you like you just it's like it's just your daily activity so in a way you're always working on stuff and you can just figure like so I know you're working on a show right now but you're you have so much work all the time basically so do you just kind of decide what is the best work when you're getting ready for a show or how do you how do you approach that um are you talking about grifter mm -hmm. oh okay i was like do i have another show i'm like <laughs> i'm really yeah i'm i'm excited um we're, we have it picked out already oh, since yeah. down here um i've been working through you know the pandemic in New York. Um, um, Did you keep your studio even though you left? Yeah. I kept my studio. I'm actually headed up to New York tomorrow in, in a huge cargo van. Oh. So I was gonna tell you, but like I, I only have one day there to pack my entire apartment. Okay. So I'm, Thank yeah. you for making the time. Thank oh yeah. Sorry if I'm a little on edge. No. I'm on edge. No, I'm just kidding. What? Wait, so you're moving out of your apartment, but you're keeping your um studio, even though you're going to maybe live upstate for the most part? Yeah. Um, We're doing one thing at a time. Like, yeah, getting rid of... I was going to come back at the end of November and stay through the spring. And then... um, uh, I was just like this is stupid and then you know we're like I don't want to pay for my apartment yeah and hey down here I have my old bedroom as a studio and I could 
just walk in the woods whenever I wanted to. So it seemed pretty nice. And, but yeah, I plan on keeping my studio. It's a, it's a pretty decent um, price. Yeah. My studio mate's really nice. So um, I'm yeah. gonna do that as long as possible. Yeah. And you've been in there a while, right? In that building, I don't know, probably four or five years, but in that studio, up one flight which is much nicer but a little smaller i've been there about a year oh right 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 um, yeah do you like it feels like even when you have your studio though that you like to like do drawings at home also do you feel like there's like i have a lot of work and i really like it do you feel like you get something a different energy from working at home or is it just more easy sometimes like What's the difference between working at home and working in your studio? It's just, well, obviously separation, but um, to specify, I don't know. I wasn't good at, I, I feel like when I was, oh, wait, if my landlord's listening to this, but when I moved my studio home during the six months of, that I was there during the um, pandemic, that my watercolors weren't as good and... Mm -hmm that the paintings might've been a little better, definitely better than the watercolors. Um, but the reason you, in, in normal working method, uh, uh, painting in the studio, it's just, I mean, I can't, I can't do watercolors. I have, I have a ton, I have like, um, like drawers full of things I collect. People, like some people send me like things they find, they're really nice. Matthew Fisher, thank you. Um, and and um, so I have different, I have a ton of stuff I've collected and that's what I put in the collages and watercolors. And then to keep that in the studio too, it would, and then it'd be bouncing off the, my paintings that I've already done. It would just become like a mess. Mm. So like I, like the you do the watercolors at home and the paintings in the studio like that. Oh yes, thank you. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, that's interesting. So like maybe in that way we were talking about in terms of like um like kind of tricking yourself into not putting too much pressure on things. It's like oh I'm just at home. I'm just like playing around when you're making the watercolors, and then in the studio you're like getting down to work kind of thing. Like yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. So once, so the, so the um, collage or the watercolor becomes like a template for the paintings, but they're not, they're not super like exactly the same. Mm -hmm. So maybe you could talk more about how you translate them into the painting a little. Um, sometimes. Well, I definitely, like I said, just, um, can you say that word, free ball it? Kind of, I might leave out something that maybe I just don't want to paint one day or want to put something else there. But right. the te text is always, has never wavered, um, is always the same. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Start with the text even though I paint the background after background mm. um yeah that's how it usually works um and sorry my mom's like walking in um <laughs> then it's distracting paintings are like also like kind of become more three-dimensional or something like I don't know if you're still doing this but feel like you would like be putting like objects and lace and like sometimes you were doing plaster and things like are you still interested in those kind of bringing these like layered dimensions into it mm -hmm. no, I, I don't know how when this like switch actually happened but um no now the backgrounds are washes and oftentimes they're like multiple color washes hmm. it'll be like a water oh because 
I was making a lot of watercolors. So I was making the background of the oil painting using oil paint and like Galkid and Gamsol, whatever. And then um, mix, really thinning down the oil paint. Mm. It looked like the watercolors that I had been working on. That's kind of what happened there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm not working with plaster or, I mean, uh, maybe who knows what I'll do next, but um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So more thinner, but are you, you're doing oil painting mostly on the paintings now? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, with a mixture. I mean, if I'm taking a very small note, I might use a pencil or even a pen, but usually it's all oil paint. Mm-hmm. Um, some a little bit of spray paint out here and there. Um, I don't think much acrylic at all. I mean, nail polish. Say, I know you've used like nail polish in the past and made paintings of nail polish also, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Beginning of time. Um, no, uh, yeah. I don't know. Nail polish just makes me feel so happy. They have silver on right now. Yeah, it's I was like, noticing the glittery. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it just looks, I look down, it makes me happy. So, I mean, I, I used to use one shots like enamel based one shots oh, and one shot um, is kind of oh, one shot is well it's an oil based it's originally an oil base used for signage oh 50s 60s till now and like some graffiti writers mix xylene I believe don't quote me um with one shots but now they have acrylic based one shots which are way less toxic um and i i'm assuming like nail polish is closer to the acrylic based (laughs) oh yeah like enamel but not probably as toxic (laughs) hopefully yeah yeah acetone i guess yeah okay um, it feels like I'm curious about the time of like, so the collages are like, you're making them at home and they're kind of like, like, would a collage or sorry, I keep telling them collage because they're collage often, but you them watercolors, like, I often feel with the paintings, like they feel like this journey, like they feel like they've taken like, a long time to make because they feel like incremental or something is that and I wonder if the um I I could imagine that so also of the watercolors though because they also feel like pieced together like do you go back to your work a lot like do you let it kind of unfold over a long period of time or does it just feel that way um well, I like when work looks very tactile and, or yeah, visceral again, there's that word. Um, the, like the artist is in the work, um, even though I feel like it's become a little bit cleaner than it when I was using all those materials because that just lended itself for being more chaotic. Um, but um, yeah, what was the question again? <laughs> Uh, basically, how long does it take you to make a painting? Because they feel they feel like they could potentially have taken a, a like not that they necessarily take so long, but that they evolve over a period of time. I could imagine. Um. Yeah. I mean, if you include like the thought process, not that these are like things of genius, but like my own thought process. Um that could take a while, who knows how long, and different things are going on simultaneously in my mind. So, but like actually making a watercolor, let's say I can make one. I mean, if I work straight through both days, I can make one in two days probably. And then, I mean, the oil paintings vary because some are, I'm trying to, make some more like more dense and some just more airy yeah but I would say like a week to two weeks uh-huh. of, of like sitting every day yeah 
So you like maybe like do something and then pause and then like come like look at like give it a little space to mm -mm. kind of no, you're just working on every day. Yeah, but you work on one painting at a time. You only work on one? Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> I could imagine more that you were always working on a bunch at one time, but that's interesting. It's just one at a time. So you don't move on until you're done with that? Nope. Oh, what you, any reason or just feels right to you? Monogamy. <laughs> really corny. Um, no, I think it, it has something to do with, like, I feel like I'm cheating on that, that painting or on that other paintings in my mind. If I'm working on another painting, I can't do that. Right. It's like, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. It like um, waters down the intention of that painting, kind of. Yeah. And I just, I lose track. I would lose my place of where I am in that painting or what I was going to do next. It would be all scattered all over. Mm -hmm. So when you're working on one painting, would you like, can you just work on it for hours kind of like? Yeah, like a few hours, maybe go get an iced coffee, come back, you know. Yeah. But I don't really like sit there and like study it. You I mean, maybe for like a few minutes here and there, but I'm not like, I don't need to spend a whole day staring at it or something. That's, do you think that's because you kind of, once you've made the watercolor, you know what you, you know what you have to do kind of? Yeah, uh, I still feel like this is cheating. I mean, I know the watercolor is my, um, creation too whatever but I feel like I have it next to the painting yeah and I look when I, I don't do it by memory that would be yeah I don't do that at all I mean which might be good <laughs> but I, I I don't think so um yeah so I have it next to me and you have uh, like a, you have like a road map of what you're doing which is I know what you mean, though, about cheating. Like, I feel like that sometimes, too. Like, I think I've resisted having a drawing, but I think I just should do it because I think the only thing is you don't, I don't want to feel like I'm just copying the drawing. Like, I want there to still be discovery in the translation from the drawing to the painting. That makes sense. Discovery. Well, there's always going to be discovery, but I mean, I, yeah, I realized we're, you're just copying yourself. I mean, I that's ridiculous, right? So it's like, but I don't want it to feel like stiff. Like I feel like the thing about making a drawing is like you, I, or at least for me, I feel like you said. I feel like not precious, and I feel like it is very fluid, and and like I'm focused on the process. And then sometimes, if I think about translating that into a painting, I don't, I don't want to feel like I'm copying it. I want to feel like I'm using it as a jumping off point, I guess. Yeah. I guess it would be like weirder, but it's still gonna be weird as long as you're not using like, you know, tracing tools or, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like there's gonna be, it's gonna be different. They're not exactly the same. And that's good thing, I think, right? Oh yeah, they're never gonna, they're different mediums. There, there's no way to be the same. Yeah. But um. Yeah. But you show both of them, right? Sometimes you would show you would show both of them, but maybe not together. Oh, I was just thinking that'd be cool. To I mean, I have thought about it, having the painting and the yeah at, at, and the small watercolor, like on the lower right or something. I mean, <laughs> so, it would be interesting. I'd be curious. <laughs> And people would be like, I like the watercolor better <laughs> or something. I don't know. Yeah. I'm well, I feel like artists love works on paper because we relate to them, maybe. I don't know. Like, it's really, like, there's so much. They're, they're very vulnerable. Like, they, you really see the process in them, whereas sometimes a painting can be a little more, like, finished. Remo or removed. Uh, yeah. yeah. But I think you do a good job of, they both feel very process oriented in, in both versions in your work, I think. It's fun. I'm like, it's fun. <laughs>
But I don't know what I would else I would be doing. Yeah, you know, like I don't yeah. know. I mean, do you feel very like I was just talking to someone about the idea of play, you know, like we could call it work or work usually, but like the idea of play, like really making art is a kind of play. And sometimes I feel like I wish I was more thinking of it like that. And yeah, it seems like there's a real, I get a real sense of the pleasure of making things when I look at your work. Do you feel like you're very consciously enjoying yourself usually or does it just seem that way from I think I'm consciously enjoying myself <laughs> you're unconsciously yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm like, yay I'm not like <laughs> it's so fun I'm like oh god I got it's, it's, oh, it's not fun but yeah. at the same time you're like I, I don't know when you step away and you're just like I mean you know when something is done but it's just like a relief not a not a relief but it's like a it's fun just to look at because it's like a reflection of self I guess is what I'm trying to say you know that's yeah. how I totally I yeah it's really satisfying when you feel like you've accomplished something and it's saying something a wise woman once said she likes the artwork of artists that look like the artist and I don't think she meant like literally but yeah. you know personality wise or yeah. yeah yeah I think your work is very much expresses you and in, in your authenticity very much so oh it's really cold so I have to go find a sweatshirt I'm sorry <laughs> oh thank you I don't yeah I yeah, it's it could get cheesy. I'm all for cheese. I don't know. Yeah, I'm fine with Oprah moments. <laughs> with Oprah? I mean, I would love it. Oh, I've never watched. I cried on my podcast. You've cried? <laughs> no, I would love it if someone did. Oh, you make me cry. <laughs> um. Oh, there's a sweatshirt. <laughs> Sorry. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I tend yeah. not to cry ever. I don't really have tear ducts, but um, I don't know. I do feel like you look like your art, like you kind of dress like in a similar sensibility to your paintings, I feel. I think maybe a lot of people do because maybe that's where they get their colors from. Yeah, I feel like I do. Yeah, I can see that. Your snazzy dresser. <laughs> you I like Wear oh, a lot of like florals and you like jewelry and things. <laughs> yeah, lots of accessories. Mm -hmm. That's a cool sweatshirt. Oh, thank you. Vintage. Did um, it say MCM? Um, it's my mother. <laughs> I sound like a crazy like okay, yeah, like um, psycho. This my my mother's sweatshirt. <laughs> Fine, sorry. <laughs> um, M, yeah, it says MCM. Um, Man Crush Monday. Really? Is is there is that it a thing? Really? Like a hashtag, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but that's probably not what it stands for. It looks like from the nineties or something. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but what else were we saying? Oh. I definitely and then oh people are dressing how they dress like like oh oh the whole art mimics life thing uh about dressing and like yeah. what you um but like one quote that my like right after grad school like uh this woman I lived with she was like you know we use bright but she like dissects animals in her paintings like paints them anyway I don't do that definitely not but um she's like you know why we use like bright colors and in our in our work I'm like I don't I don't know because oh, yeah. we like it and she's yeah. like because it makes us happy and I don't know maybe she's right or maybe it maybe but I don't think I'm like depressed and I need to be happy I just 
am drawn to it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way. I just love color. Like, I don't think I've ever made, like, a, aside from drawings, like a black and white painting. But, like, I feel like color is very emotional and it's not, it's kind of the opposite of words, you know? Like, it's just very intuitive and physical and it makes you feel a certain way. So I like that quality of it, super physical and emotional and it's not intellectual at all. It's just feeling. But so are words though. That's true. That's true, actually. That's, well, that's what, in a way, that's what poetry is. I think like that it just cuts through to the emotion rather than having to be literal. It's just like, expressing the emotion exactly uh, yeah um, yeah do you have a um title for your show coming up or like i, I can't disclose that jen you know that <laughs> i'm sorry i'm trying to get a scoop over here <laughs> and i like promote it thank you no um i have i have several i'm i have some working titles maybe you could help okay and, I, like, I love talking about, what's that? Can, can I just throw out a few? I don't yeah, know. I love talking about and thinking about titles for some reason. I really like it. Yeah, yeah, me too. Because it's like excitement, you know? It's like, yeah, this is going to be the umbrella under which all the yeah, work is. Exactly. It's like a guiding light or something. Yeah, it gives the viewer a, like a way in. Um, well, they're in my phone, but I could remember a few off the top of my head. Okay. Uh, um, anxiety on hold. Mm -hmm. I like that one because that's how I feel when I'm working. Like I feel mm. like not at peace. I never want to be at peace, but um, I always want to be a little unstable because that's the drive there. I mean, for me. And right. then... Um, so I like anxiety on hold. I like uh, putting things places. It's an older one. Um, deep cuts. Uh, shoot, I have so many other ones. Um, I guess I can't look while we're on this. Oh. Right? It was cut um, off. If you can, I might just not be able to see you, but. Oh. I'm like, okay, I'm going to cut you off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't have said anything. They all suck. I like um also run a red. Run a red? What's that? Um it's a title that my mom said. I guess she was talking about just run the red. Oh running a red. Yeah, run a light. Of this guy, he's like a self-taught artist. Um, William Hawkins, is that his name? Oh, yeah. Is that right? Wait. Yeah, yeah I well, think so. He makes like animals and his work is so good. I feel like- Yeah, like, like outsider art fair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, William Hawkins, he always writes it on the painting and he writes like his birthday on it and he made a painting called like red dog running that's so good oh I like that way better but um yeah right I was like mom I can't use like because we were talking about this I was like I can't use this because um you know what if it's like a, a DUI you know and hit somebody like it could somebody <laughs> might take it the wrong way but for me it's just like going ahead getting through your paranoia getting through all the things that hold you back and just running the yeah. red you know yeah running so. red. I like it in that tense like running a red like it, it oh like current tense yeah because <laughs> it's like un you're unstoppable <laughs> <laughs> um painting by proxy and painting Gibson that's um uh Oh, piece of pity. I kind of like that. Um, sorry, sort of sense. Um, deep cuts. Uh, 
I liked op-ed. Op-ed was last night. Op-ed was the one I thought of last night. Yeah, because it's, you know, biographical and it's uh, your, your views. Yeah, and no one can, no one is really editing you. <laughs> the, the editor. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. These are just working things. Uh, I, like, I like a lot of them. I feel like Deep Cuts is a really good one. It's a good double entendre kind of. And it's kind of funny. And um, yeah, Running a Red, I like a lot. And um, yeah, Op-Ed is, yeah. I feel like a bunch of them could work. Or yeah, Work a Room, something educational. I mean, it could be from a title. Yeah, Work a Room's pretty good too, it's funny. Yeah, because it like grifters at kind of a smaller space. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, when does wait? There's a show opening there any day now. Uh, Mary. Um. Yeah, Marnie Weber. Is that no, Marnie Eastman. 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 Yeah, her work's really cool. I like. Yeah. Uh, you already picked out the work for Grifter. Uh, yeah. Adrian came over and. We're, I'm just showing pretty much all the work that I have. Well, not the ones in storage, but like the, all the work that's new. Yeah. Like all the work you made during the pandemic, basically? Or oh, before that and before that. Mm -hmm. maybe after. Yeah. There's going to be that. Well, there's going to be probably a lot. Because you could, in that space, you could show like two huge ones or a lot of more salon style, you know. Yeah. You're gonna do kind of style. Yeah, that's how I, I always tend to go, I guess. But um, yeah. So everything is there. So you're just like you're just like that's already kind of done though. So you're just like doing a new body of work now. Yeah, I'm just kind of making stuff because all those are the same size. I worked on. Because since my work is semi garish to some people, um, and then that making a good title too, semi garish <laughs> to some people. 